All right, podcast number two. We're going to be talking about something here that I ended up doing almost every single time that I do consulting. Every single time I go to a company, about halfway through day one, maybe they make it to the beginning of day two, I end up having to stop training and start doing this. And I'm actually going to call it the artist versus type A. And what I'm really talking about is an organizational chart. If you're listening to me right now, how fast can you get your hands on your organizational chart? When's the last time you upgraded that organizational chart or updated it? If it hasn't been in the last six months, this episode is for you because I'm telling you, if your org chart is not dialed in, we have problems. So the artist versus type A. I'm going to explain that right now. The artist, which is usually in the custom manufacturing world, whether you're doing signs, awnings, HVAC, pool equipment, any of those, those custom manufacturings, you want to be an artist. You want to have a beautiful, you want to have a design neat, you want to have all that. Well, the artist is not structured. And the type A personality wants structure and really doesn't care about creativity. So which leader are you? And I want to talk, I want to ask that question, and it sounds like it's off topic, but it's not. If you're the artist leader, an organizational chart sounds like hell and death. If you're type A, sounds like the holy grail, doesn't it? We love our structures. I'm a type A. I'm going to tell you that one right now before we go any further. I am the type A guy. I love my structure. I love my maths, my layouts. Even as we're sitting here, I have a layout right in front of me. I am type A through and through. And the second guy in command of both of my companies are artists. Now, why would I do that? Why would I just want to butt heads every day when I walk in? Well, because they're creative. And I have the creative juices once I get past the structure. The creative people are going to bring all kinds of neat stuff to the table. But in this episode, what I really want to talk to you about is that org chart. And I'm going to tell you right now, I will beat you every single day if you're the artist. I will win, hands down. And I'm going to tell you why. There is an organizational chart that is absolutely beautiful for your company. And that organizational chart is kind of a workflow. The projects come in, they hit person one, they hit person two, three, four, and they go all the way down the road. And then the product is done, it's finished, and it's invoiced. And that organizational chart and that workflow, they kind of go hand in hand. They overlap each other. It's exactly what you want to have. In the org chart, everybody thinks it's a, it's a hierarchy chart. Uh, or, you know, An org chart is a hierarchy chart of who's the boss and who's underneath them and who answers to them. Yeah, if you're from the 1980s, sure, that's your org chart. But no, in this day and age, an org chart is just as much of a workflow as it is anything else. So we want to say, who handles what? Where does it go to next? Who handles that? Where does it go to next? Who handles that? And go through it. I bet you right now, if you do an org chart, and you don't lie to yourself, you actually you tell yourself the truth here, and you do an org chart, you're going to notice that one person does way more than they should. Person A does 10%, person B does 10%, person C does 50%, and then person D does 10%, person E does 10%. Almost every company has fallen into this gap. And every single time I do consulting, it ends up being the same thing over and over again. I start talking to them. I said, well, okay, what happens when the project comes in? Who does that? And I, and I always ask the question, who, who does sales in the company? And you watch like half the room raise their hand. And I said, you guys all do sales. They're like, yeah. And I said, okay, well, who does designs? And they all raise their hand. And I just go, okay, put your hands down. We're, we're done with this. You guys are a monkey fucking a football. You're absolutely chaos. And the artist goes, controlled chaos. No, 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 no. You just lied. There's no control here. It's just chaos. That's all it is. And everybody is doing everything. It's like, 
you know, it was like last Saturday. My my daughter's seven. She's in second grade soccer. They've had two practices, and those are the only two times any of the kids have ever seen a soccer ball. You ever watch, like, it, just, it looks like a bunch of flies chasing a picnic at the, at the barbecue over the weekend. They all run to the ball. They all run to the ball. They all run to the ball. There's no organization whatsoever. They all just want to kick the ball, and when they kick it, they literally stop, and they smile, and they look at the parent and say, do you see how good I did? It, and it has nothing to do with soccer. And I go into companies, and I laugh because that's usually what I end up seeing. Companies in pure chaos praying that they get the job done. So we got to go down to the basics. Back to the basics. What does an org chart look like? Well, it's a workflow in my world. That's what I believe it is. And so when I, when I go to these companies, about day one, day two, I say, okay, time out. And I go, give me a dry erase board. And I, and I will tell you this. I've actually had two companies literally break early for lunch so somebody could drive down to Office Depot to get a dry erase board. And I said, I need this. This is part of my method. Go get one. So I actually sent them down. I got to have a dry erase board. It's one of my requirements. And I actually sent it out in, a, in my little flyer if I'm going to train. Must have a dry erase board if I'm going to come to your place of business. And so I start to draw it out. And I go, okay. The phone rings. Who answers it? Half the people raise their hand. I'm like, oh, God. No, 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 no. Who answers the phone? And then you find one or two people actually do it. And the other people are like, well, I'm a backup. I'm a backup. I'm a backup. And I said, that's great. I love cross-training. Let's pretend there's zero cross-training. I live in a black and white world. There's no shades of gray. There's no any of that BS. Just a black and white world. Who answers the phone? Two people. Perfect. What do you do with that call? Who do you send it to? And they go, well, I send it to sales. Okay, who's truly sales here? Now, only three people raise their hand. I put it on the dry erase board. Okay, we're in sales. Okay, once you're done with that sales call, now what happens? And they go, oh, well, we're going to put it to our art department and we're going to create a design. Okay, how do you create the design? Well, we sketch it out and we hand it to them. On paper? And they go, yeah, on paper. Okay, what happens if that paper gets lost? Everybody looks at me with a dumb look on their face. And I said, okay, so we need some organization inside your four walls, but we'll worry about that at a different time. And I start poking and prodding. And I'll tell you what, I, inside of five minutes, can tear a company apart because they don't have a good organizational chart. So right there, one point for me, type A personality wins. Let me back up even further and I'll tell you all the reasons why I know type A personality works. Because the original owner or the older owner of the sign company before I got involved was an artist. And he put people where he thought they would do well. So the first one was a shop manager. You guys ever seen an hourglass? Of course you have. You know, they're not that popular in this day and age, but it's just, you know, all the sand at the top and it goes down this little tiny finite part and it comes right back out. How many business org charts do you know look just like that? They have all the people at the top. It filters down to one person and then filters all the way back out. Now you're only as fast as that one guy. I don't care if you have 100 employees or 2,000 employees. You can only move as fast as that one guy. And we pray to God that that guy never gets sick and never takes a vacation because our whole company will come down to a crumble. It'll stop. It'll cease to exist if that one person's not there, if you have that type of org chart, the hourglass. Horrible organizational chart. I see it and I just cringe. I just, I don't want any part of that. So going back to us, we had a shop manager, the hourglass, one guy, and he controlled how fast and slow it was. And the worst part was that guy was passive aggressive. So nothing better than the guy that controls the throttle of your company, whether he decides to get pissed off at you and slow everything down so you lose money or speed everything up if he feels he's done well. 
uh, it was a horrible situation. That passive aggressive guy was here for about four years before management finally sniffed him out and sent him packing down the road. So then we get rid of him. We say, okay, let's spread it out just a little bit. Now, when I mean a little bit, I'd love to say we went from one person to six people. No, no, no. We just went to two. Yeah, I know. We're, we're slow learners as well. So we ended up having two people. One was an install coordinator and one was a shop foreman. So one guy handled all the stuff inside the shop. One guy handled all the trucks and installation outside. And it worked a little bit better. Then the install guy started fighting with the shop guy and the shop guy started fighting with the install guy. And for some odd reason, we had a war of the worlds in our shop. What was the problem? On paper, the org chart looked good. Guy gives it to the shop, guy gives it the install, and, and then it took off. Where's the problem? Org chart was good. Now we get to part two of this episode where we're going to talk about org chart versus talent. You have an organizational chart on paper that's absolutely perfect. It's gorgeous. The perfect organizational chart is like a symphony because it's always going to be spot on. But if you don't have the right talent to give it to you and the right talent to put it inside the organizational chart, the org chart's worthless and all the talent's going to go somewhere else. So what we want to do is make sure that the talent fits the org chart. Now you're in this you're now you're in this gray area, and I hate to tell you this, it is a gray area based on who you have. You, I have seen owners. In fact, I had this one owner. He had this perfect org chart. He was Type A personality, and he had the org chart, and he's sitting right in front of him, and he's just putting people in that org chart. And every single time the person didn't fit the role, he fired that person and hired another person. He goes, Aaron, I will make this org chart work. I said, How long have you been at it? He goes, Twenty two years. I said, You you spent pretty much your whole career trying to make this one org chart work. And he said, yeah. And I said, you think you're a little stubborn? And he goes, but what do you mean? And I said, it doesn't work. 22 years, it doesn't work. If it doesn't work in the first three months, it's a failure. Move on. Lick your wounds, cut your losses, <laughs> go on, keep moving. And so what he, we, him and I sat down and we looked at the org chart and said, what are you trying to uh, do? And what he was trying to do is make sure that the project, which he showed us a piece of paper, went exactly to each person at 8%. And so everybody had the exact amount of, of responsibility through that project. And I said, you know what? On paper, it's, it's amazing, but it doesn't really work. And so what we ended up doing was saying, hey, let's create an organizational chart. And if you have a pen and paper down, I want you to write this down right now. The organizational chart is, think of it as a freeway. And as you scale your company, you're gonna add another lane to the freeway. If you think in that manner, when you build your org chart, you're going you're gonna to hit a home run every time. You're going to be aces. And so as we built his org chart, we said, okay, we need two project managers. We don't need a shop foreman. We don't need an install coordinator. We just need a shop foreman. Or I'm sorry, we just need project managers. And those project managers are going to control all the different projects. And as we get bigger, we're going to hire a third project manager and a fourth project manager and a fifth project manager. And we're going to scale our company just like lanes on a freeway. And I said, I want you to do that. And I want you to call me back in three months. Three months goes by. Frankly, I completely forgot. I call comes out of nowhere and I go, hello, this is Aaron. And he goes, you're not going to believe this, but I got a 20% more ROI. And I was like, that's great. Who are you? And I was so confused at what the phone call was at the beginning. And then he starts talking to me and I realized who it was. And uh, I didn't let him on that. Of course, we've been best friends forever. So, you know, I, I never let him know that I had no clue what was going on. And he explains his new org chart. He explains what happened and how we put it together in the lanes of the freeway. He got a couple more project managers in there. The shop foreman went out to help, and it was like a semi-project manager, semi-shop foreman role where half the time in front of the computer, half the time they're out in the grid with the guys. And the org chart made a lot of sense. 
based on the talent that he had inside of his shop. That was a great organizational chart. It was a beautiful workflow, and his ROI showed up. His ROI helped so much. And when you got good ROI, what do you get to do? You get bonuses. You can buy new equipment. Uh, you can do different situations for the, you know, sometimes you can do a profit sharing plan. There are so many different avenues you can do to reward your team when you have a good ROI. If you have a bad ROI, if you're the artist and you have that controlled chaos, that bullshit, then you're really not going to have much to do and you're slowly just going to become a dinosaur and your company's going to fade away because you're not scaling correctly. So I really want you guys to work on building your org chart. Think of it in lanes of a freeway and it's really going to help out. Do me a favor. On our YouTube, put comments in. I want you guys to tell me what type of org chart do you guys have? Do you have a manager top heavy? Do you have it spread out like lanes of a freeway? What type of organizational chart do you use? And if you're bold, if you're honest, how well is it working? I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your guys' stories on that one, on how well your org chart's working and the size of your company, and is it scalable? That's the other part of the coin. Your org chart has to be scalable. Lanes of the freeway, add another road as you get bigger. If your org chart has critical failure, once you hit a certain dollar amount, that's not a good org chart. We got to redesign it. We got to make it a little bit better. Follow us on uh, YouTube, the AC method. We're on all social medias, and you can always hear this on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and all the other fun ones. Thank you very much for listening. You have a good one. Oh.